Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Hi and welcome to episode 356, part two in my two-part blog series on why it is I think kids are pushing the limits like never before. And in this, in the part one, if you haven't listened to part one, I recommend you do because I'm kind of going to dovetail this from it. So I won't repeat everything, obviously. But I do refer to a blog post that was written by Jacqueline from Deep Roots at Home as to why she thinks this is the case and why kids are impatient, bored, friendless and entitled. And she refers to the work by Victoria Prude, who is an occupational therapist who works with children, parents and teachers. And she wrote a blog post that I actually discussed a few weeks back on the podcast called The Silent Tragedy Affecting Kids Today. So here we are in part two. In part one, I talked about some of the reasons why we we all think that kids are pushing the limits like never before, that kids get everything they want when they want, they have limited social interaction, they have endless fun, technology, and what they say goes, they rule the world. And I said it a couple of times in part one, I know that what I'm saying, certainly I'm generalizing, and there'll be many of you listening going, my kids don't do that, and I, I hear you, and, and I'm sure that's the case. And there's many parents who's, who whose kids won't fall into these categories. But I'm generalizing and I hope you know where I'm coming from and how you can see the cracks and how you can see there are some more extreme cases of this and there's some where it's less extreme. But I actually think this affects everyone and it affects me and there's times where my kids get things they want and they absolutely shouldn't get them. There's times where um, they have limited social interaction because they're on their phones too much. There's times where life is all just too much fun for them. As great as it is, I don't think it's healthy. There's absolutely times in my kids' life where they're on their technology too much. And there's times where they rule, they do rule the world and they rule the house a bit. But I am very fortunate with what I do, with the training I've had, and with the fact that I've had this drilled into me for 14 years in parent groups that I attend, that I have been able to nip this in the bud somewhat. But I see it all around me. I see it in the work I do with private clients in my coaching practice. I see mothers absolutely at their wits end because they do not know what to do because their kids are locked in their bedrooms. They don't engage with anyone. They're hardly going to school. They're on their phones all the time. They're chronically sleep deprived because they're up all night on social media or video games. And it it really is a silent tragedy affecting more kids than you would realize. So let's get on to more of a positive note and look at what can we do to try and counteract this because we are living in a digital age, but we we don't have to let our lives succumb to um, uh, technology. So five things that I'm going to talk about 
in this episode. One, train their brain. Don't be afraid to set limits. Limit technology. Train delayed gratification. And teach your kids how to get on with doing monotonous work from the early years and teach them social skills. Some of these sound obvious, but I think we have to go out of our way to make sure that kids get these. So by training their brain, we can make a difference in our child's life by training them so that they will successfully function on social levels, emotional levels, and academic levels. And the author recommends, don't be afraid to set the limits. And I agree 100%. For those of you that follow my podcast, you will know there are so many episodes I've done on setting boundaries and holding the limits. I think it is one of the most important parenting skills that we can master. And it is the one that will teach our kids so, so much. I have a couple of courses on how to move from conflict to cooperation, how to set boundaries. Um, And I get feedback from people who take these courses regularly saying how much it's helped them. So if you have, if you struggle with boundaries and limits, reach out to me and I can uh, put you in, I can steer you towards some of the courses I do. So what do we need to set the limits around? Well, we need to set limits around the things that I talked about in part one. We need to set limits around what's good for them and not what they want and don't want. We need to schedule meal times, sleep times, and technology times. These are basic requirements of every child. They need to sit and eat, preferably with the family around a table. There's so much research now that proves the effectiveness of family meals, and kids who grow up experiencing family dinners are have more EQ, emotional intelligence, which than other kids and and emotional intelligence is a far greater predictor of success than um IQ alone. We they need nutritious foods. So and they need to spend time outdoors and they need to go to bed at a consistent time in order to show up in their lives day to day with enough energy in them to learn the life skills we want them to develop so they can be happy and successful because everyone wants their kids to be happy and successful you know what I feel about that but you'll understand it when I say that we need to find ways to help them do the things they don't like doing and you know so how are we going to do that how are we going to make the boring things a little bit more fun and also how are we going to just make them suck it up and get on with the boring things you know, the quicker you do it, the sooner it's over. Really important tips there from Jacqueline and Victoria there. Number two, limit technology and reconnect with your kids emotionally. It's so important to put limits on technology. Um, it's hard as the kids get older, but it's much easier when they're younger. And if you do not have your kids uh, playing on their laptops or on their phones in their bedrooms, I would keep it that way. If you do have their phones and laptops and devices in their bedrooms, I would do everything you can to try and get them out. But if you do that, you're going to have to get yours out as well, which means switching the entire family over to old-fashioned alarm clocks, which I think I've done a podcast on. I might do another one because I feel very, very strongly about this. So how do you reconnect with your kids emotionally? 
You have to be there for them. You have to be present. If we're not present and our minds are in the future on lists and, and to-dos and all those things, or they're in the past, worries and ruminating on things that didn't go so well, we're not in the here and now. And when we're not in the here and now, we cannot be emotionally present for our kids. When we're on our phones, we can't be. We have to be present mentally and physically. So important. How do you do it? You can have family dinners, play board games, go out for walks, even go in the dark in, in winter and go out with a flashlight. How cool is that? Um, you can do all sorts of things and, you know, little surprises. The author suggests some things like, you know, surprise them with, with you know, a note in their lunchbox or a note under their pillow or just take them out for lunch sometime on a school day and say you know what you know go into the school arrange it with the teacher and go in and pull them out take them out for lunch those little things they mean so much have fun with them you know dance with them um, have pillow fights with them have tickling matches with them do those things that very often us mums don't get to do but the dads do really important for us to do it too Number three, this is huge and pertains to the point, first point in, the, in part one, which is kids tend to have what they want when they want. We have to train them to be able to delay gratification. We have to make them wait. They have to have the patience to wait their turns. You've seen those kids in the playground where they don't wait their turn. It's, it's I, I feel so sad for those kids. It's not those kids' fault. They've been trained to not have to wait. They've never developed patience. And then in the playground, they no one wants to play with them because if you play with them, it's their way or the highway. And they've been taught like that. So they know nothing else. They don't know how to show up and wait a turn. So it's so important. It's so important for them to be bored. And she, I love this this point she says gradually increase the waiting time between I want and I get and delay gratification avoid technology use um, as much as you can so go for car rides without it sit in restaurants without put you know giving your child an iPad to entertain them teach them how to wait while they're talking teach them to wait while they're playing games they really really struggle today to wait for anything. I see it in my kids because even though I make them wait, the online world doesn't. So the more they're online, the more they're incapable of waiting when they're made to wait. So, you know, the digital world strips them of the capacity to, to develop patience and it makes them very impatient. So when they're in the real world, they can't wait. So important. And in that, she also makes a note to say limit constant snacking because they, they can't wait for dinner so they just snack but they snack all the time I see it I see it in my kids they just they sit on their phones and they come home they're like I'm hungry and they go and get something to eat and they just nibble away so you need to keep an eye on it four teach your kids to do monotonous work from early years as it's the foundation for future workability so make them do the boring things make them fold the laundry make them put their toys away not all the time but make them do enough of it that they know they can that if they have to they will um and you know if they can't do it initially you have to make it a bit more fun for them but once they're kind of getting into the way of it keep it going you know have a a daily chore they have to do 
have a weekly chore they have to do. And no matter the more they moan about it, see that as being better because if they moan about it and they do it, they're tapping into grit and resilience. So make sure you keep those the, them doing their chores. Teach them social skills. In all of that, in teaching them to delay gratification, you're helping them learn how to take turns. So, you know, teach them how to take turns. Teach them how to share. Teach them about winning and losing. And, you know, today, kids get a prize for for just taking part. They all get prizes for taking part. They all get a trophy for being on the just on the team. I shouldn't say just. Well, actually, I will say just. I think it's ridiculous. I think we are living in a crazy, crazy uh, time where kids, you know, if they, they expect something just by turning up for turning up. So you help them compromise, help them compliment others, help them use please and thank you, not force them, but help them see that by doing that, they will be appreciated. People will want to be around them. Other parents are going to want them back in the house because they have basic life skills that are part of being human. So you are their biggest influence. You, you are their role model. Monkey see, monkey do. So what can you do in your life to role model these skills? And what can you do to bring more opportunity to your kids to learn these skills? So once again, I will recap the uh, things from part one, uh, which was kids get everything they want when they want, limited social action, interaction, endless fun, technology, and they rule the world, and turn that into helping their, train their brains. Don't be afraid to set the limits. Limit technology. Train delayed gratification. Teach them to do, to do monotonous work from the early years and teach them social skills. So once again, the links to both the authors that I refer to in this podcast are in the podcast notes below. So, and I want to thank Victoria Pruday and thank um, Jacqueline from Deep Roots at Home for, for drawing so many parents' attention to this and hopefully being able to change things and help our kids develop the life skills we know they need that are very, very hard for them to develop in today's world. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed these. I've loved reading both these blog posts. It's really got me curious. Uh, I spend a lot of time wondering why kids push the limits. And I think it's for a whole load of reasons, including the ones that I have shared with you today. If you've enjoyed it, please share it with friends. If you know someone who would benefit from hearing, send the link their way. And if you feel like giving me a review on iTunes, I always appreciate them. But till next time, thanks again for listening and all your wonderful support. Bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. 
It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organiser for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.